0: This is the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. Boundaries or burnout, you make the choice. Here's your host, Michael Levitt. Welcome to another episode of the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. It's Michael Levitt and today I've got a best-selling author, an entrepreneur, a singer, professional speaker, and the voice of Generation Z. Marissa Schwartz. Marissa, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thank you very much.
0: Great to have you here. The voice of Generation Z. uh, uh, Now, I will identify as Gen X, and all I can say about the millennial generation is I really, really, really hope that you are successful in making the changes that you want to make in this world because they're so desperately needed from hiring, from working places for all the stuff that we've been limping along and struggling with for decades. Uh, Your generation is the one that is grabbing life and going, no, we're not going to do it this way. We want to do it this way. And those changes are happening and it's absolutely amazing. So you have a huge cheerleader uh, with this Gen Xer here.
1: Awesome. I love it.
0: So you're the owner of Dr. Rissi's Writing, uh, so tell us a little bit about that, and, and of course you can dive into all the other fun things that you're doing, but specifically, you know, the stuff that you're doing with, with Gen Z and, and the writing and everything else that you're doing.
1: Sure. So, um, first of all, thank you for the opportunity. That's awesome. It's always great to uh, talk about your projects and what you have going on, so I really do appreciate you allowing me to do that. Uh, So Dr. Rissy's writing came about uh, because when I was in high school, I started freelancing. My mother read an article in one of her women's magazines about freelancing and she said, "You know this is really cool, you love to sing maybe you can start uh, recording some music for people and uh, you know you can get your your singing career off the ground through freelancing. I thought, man mom, that's a brilliant idea so I got my little tape recorder I went to my parents' basement and I started recording all kinds of songs and uh, it turns out people really don't want to hire sixteen year olds playing music with a little recorder in their basement who knew uh, so I did you know the next best thing that I could do as a, as a 16 year old. And that was uh, something I always loved to do was uh, reading and writing. And I had self-published a book at that point. So I started uh, offering my freelance editing services and that did well. I uh, edited a children's horror book first and uh, she really was very happy with it. She recommended me to a friend who recommended me to a friend. And before I knew it, I had a little editing business going. Uh, Cut to college. Now I started uh, my offering writing services as well. And um, uh, a lot of clients were, were very happy with that as well. I started writing French Entertainment Weekly. I was an English major. Then I earned my master's in communication and learned about social media and all that. And a lot of my writing clients said, man, we love your writing. We wish that you knew how to write for SEO because we got so much more work for you. So I learned SEO. I learned everything about social media that I could find uh, both in and out of school. And then you know the, the company name is Dr. Rissy's Writing, but it really became Dr. Rissy's Writing and Marketing because we do marketing services even more than we do writing. And most of the writing that we do is marketing writing to begin with. So we do um, SEO blogs, social media, social media ads, organic social media, um, funnels, you name it. We, we pretty much... Um, do it when it comes to marketing. So I've grown to a team of sixteen. Uh, I went from lone freelancer to a team of sixteen, and everybody has their little specialties. We have, you know, one person who knows everything there is to know about LinkedIn. Somebody who is a Pinterest expert. Somebody who is an SEO expert. Everybody has their little things, and we we make we make a great team for that reason. So that is Dr. Rissy's writing, slash Dr. Rissy's writing and marketing. You see the URL, Dr. Rissy's writing and marketing is a little bit too long. So we keep Dr. Rissy's writing and then people think we're just a writing company, but we do so much more than that. Uh, So that is the story on Dr. Rissy's writing. Oh, and the name comes from the fact that uh, I'm completing my doctorate in literature right now. My nickname since childhood has been Rissy. So there's
0: Dr. Rissy. It's amazing that that journey kicked off from uh, your parent saying, hey, there's this freelance opportunity when you were a teenager. Yeah. And all of these paths opened up and it's brutally apparent that you are one that is able to see opportunities before they're really crystal clear Mm. and take take the ball and go okay we're going to go down this path and see and and leverage you know your your previous experiences to gain the additional knowledge and strength to be able to uh, create an organization from you know, just you first to now you have a team of 16 you know that, that's that's not an easy task but you know what it's the it's the ultimate american dream because you have you know created your own business. So you work for you. and of course, you work for your clients, of course. You know that's that's one thing that's you know, obvious. But you, you've created an opportunity for 16 others to be able to be creative and use their special skills in an environment that allows you to really, really do some dynamic things. And you know, one of the things that jumps out at me too is, with that organization, and you mentioned that you've got Pinterest experts and LinkedIn experts and SEO experts and all of that. Too often I find organizations will bring in people that can kind of do all of those things, but you, it sounds like, focused on, let's bring in some superstars in their particular niche. And by adding all of these skill sets together, you make for an absolutely amazing organization.
1: Yeah, we'll say you, yeah, because I, I found that it's very difficult to be an expert at a bunch of things. It's, it's possible to be good at a lot of things, but to be you know really outstanding a bunch of things that's difficult. And if we want to offer more services than just Ray or more services than just organic social media, we had to find folks that could really succeed in those given areas.
0: Yeah, and you did know how you know not to you know spoil the the kernel secret recipe but how did you find you know all of these superstars you know what was what was your method in and securing all-star type employees like this
1: it's amazing the different places I found them so I found some on freelance websites I found some through Facebook and through social media some though are people I was literally fans of Um, one person I I'm a big fan of uh, Cracked Magazine uh, and their website Cracked crack.com. And uh, when I was in high school, I would always read his articles and he cracked me up. He was, he was hilarious. And uh, I wound up following him on social media and all this, all this, uh, you know, we, we kept in touch and um, I wound wound up hiring him for my company as a writer. Um, So it's just really cool. Just all different ways like that. Another person right now um, is somebody who uh, worked as a, a publicist on a book of one of my, um, an author that I, that I worked with and I met her through that. So like, you just meet people all different ways um, and pretty much recognizing opportunity or somebody who has that something special, a special skill. And then when the opportunity comes where they are open to new work, uh, approaching them and bringing them onto the team.
0: Yeah. That's a great example of looking for you know people in a variety of different places. And again, being open to, you know, the opportunities, you know, you were a fan of, you know, the person that wrote for Cracked. I remember reading Cracked magazine, you know, long before they had an online presence. So and yeah, yeah I, I laughed, you know, my butt off every time. That was, that was something that I you know, constantly read that magazine. And, you know, there was another one too. I'm not going to mention the name of the competition, but um, but both of them were absolutely hysterical. And, um, and having people like that in your environment really makes for, a, you know, really great culture, you know, so we're not just all work and you're writing and creating, but, you know, makes the mood light and it really does some great things for a culture.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. Everybody's really friendly. Um, you know, some people have asked me like, oh, well, is there, are the, is anybody competitive with each other? Like, how is that? Um, and I haven't seen any internal conflicts with the team. i knock on wood. I mean, everybody's just rooting for each other. I think a main reason for that is nobody's really stepping on the other person's toes. Everybody has their own specialty, and you know they work together that way.
0: Yeah, when you have that and you have the different variances of, of skill set, it actually um, creates opportunities. You know, for people to get a better understanding of it. Not that they you know, would want to say, okay, you know, someone's great in Pinterest. You know, will jump in and say, well, okay, I want to learn about LinkedIn more. They, you know, they have an interest on it, and, but more so on the Um, what's working for LinkedIn and and is that transferable to Pinterest and vice versa? LinkedIn is its own little entity. And and sometimes I see people uh, do some things on LinkedIn that mimics what I see on Facebook or other social media platforms. And, and it's not received well um, with a lot of the people that are on there. It's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic to see how people react to an inspirational post on linkedin that you would see all the time on instagram and probably facebook too but not as much on linkedin so it's again it's really interesting to see the different dynamics but you have all those superstars there that can uh, collectively work together and make some impact on uh, on the services that you provide so of all the things you've done the author being an entrepreneur you know the singer the speaker and all of that Do you have a favorite thing that you enjoy doing? I'm I'm sure it sounds like you love doing everything that you do, but is there something that you really, really enjoy doing? I'm not saying more than the others, but just something that you really, really cherish the time to do when you get the opportunity to do it.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's like a time for everything. See my, one of my favorite things to do, I think, is because I don't do all the time is music. Uh, Because once you start doing something for a living or for a profit, Um, as much as you enjoy it, it does take some of the enjoyment out of it because you have so much pressure in the same way that, you know, I always loved writing, but now that I'm writing my dissertation, there's that pressure like, okay, I'm doing this for a grade. I'm doing this because it needs to be read by a, a committee of people and approved so I can graduate. So it takes some of the fun out of it. So that's why at this point, I think music is probably my favorite, I would say, hobby to unwind. Because there isn't that pressure. I'm just doing it for me. I'm just doing it because I love to sing and I love to hear music and, and you know, to um, just experience different genres and things. So I'm, I'm uh, learning the ukulele and the guitar and the keyboard I, in my free time, just, just for fun, no pressure. Uh, so I would say that's probably my favorite um, hobby. Although what I spend the most time doing is definitely working on Dr. Rissy's and I love doing that. Um, I absolutely, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. I wouldn't do music for a living because I, it's one of those things where I enjoy it so much. I never want to ruin it by putting that pressure on it.
0: Yeah. I'm a big fan of music and even you know, this is spoiler alert. I never really tell people, or I haven't told people this before, but usually just before, you know, I, I jump on an interview, whether I'm being interviewed or I'm interviewing a, an awesome guest, is I'll, I'll listen to some music, I'll listen you know, to, to energize me, to you know, just get me in the mood, not that I'm not in the mood to talk with people, I mean, I publicly speak, and I write, and I do similar things, uh, but it's one of those things where it's like, you know, let's, you know, gets the creative juices flowing, you know, listen to some of my favorite music, or new music, um, which um, is something that I highly encourage people to do, uh, is, yes, we all have our favorite musicians and artists and, and whatnot, but Listen to new artists, um, because you never know what you'll discover and you come across somebody that may end up being your favorite artist of all time, but you wouldn't know unless you take that opportunity and and explore and and listen to different kinds of music. It it makes you a more well-rounded individual and gives you a lot of creativity, but that's awesome that, um, that you have that, um, to do because it again it, it gives you that creative release and you know, like I said based on all the awesome things that you are doing and have done you know I just see creativity through every one of those steps which comes through in the work that you're doing for your clients
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: so Gen Z publishing um, you know it's it, it's definitely something that you know that caught my eye as well and it's amazing, again, you know, again being a fan of, of millennials and, and, and what they're doing to change the world uh, to be truly a better place, is how creative and how knowledgeable their experiences are. Now, you know, previous generations will say, well, you've only been around for so many years and all that stuff. But the life experiences that Gen Z has had is absolutely amazing because you you think back to the last 20 years, you know, all the innovations that we've seen from Mm. smartphones, from jumping in a stranger's car and Mm. having them take you somewhere to ordering food and having it delivered and not just pizza, pretty much anything Mm. and instant connectivity to have like this, the technology we're using right now, you know, this technology 20 years ago, while it existed, it was typically in conference boardrooms and it was really expensive because I used to work for an organization that did these types of calls and that bill was not cheap Um, where zoom I'm paying like 20 bucks a month. Uh, So it's, it's amazing the transformation, but you being someone that has grown up with all of these constant changes, it's always good to hear your perspective on you, where do you think the world is going in the next you know, ten to twenty years uh, as far as innovation, creativity, marketing, uh, branding, storytelling. So, I'd love to hear your take on on all of those things.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I'm very excited about the future. I know some people are are scared, and that you know historically has happened when you look at any changes. People were scared of the bicycle when it was invented. People were scared of the television when it was invented. So, I'm excited. Uh, you know, I. Have the Oculus going, as silly as it sounds, I realize that it's like, you know, the the pong of what virtual reality is going to be. Um, I'm amazed with it. I absolutely love just being immersed into these new worlds, and I'm so excited about what the future of VR and AR are going to look like. Uh, because you know, if this is what we have now at this beta stage, it's going to be amazing. It, it's like, I watched Black Mirror religiously, you know, how we're going to have like contact lenses where we can, you know, look at something and just understand all the, all the day around it. That's AR and VR together. Um, so I really look forward to that. I do think that that's coming through in the future. And I think that marketing, um, you know, it, like if you watch the Mad Men era, that was advertising. That was what marketing used to be, um, but now it's become uh, so accessible for other people to do. It's it's not just you know men in New York working on advertising. Now uh, you know half of my team, they are are young women. Uh, some of them, ninety percent of them are in the U.S., but I have somebody in Venezuela, somebody in Pakistan. Um, somebody in uh, uh, Spain. So it's pretty neat that you know people from all over can be working on these marketing materials uh, and use their creativity for it. So I just see marketing continue to go forward as you know we uh, these social media platforms are developed, these AR and VR platforms are developed because they're going to be inherently social. You know there are a lot of apps where you can go on there and just talk to people from all around the world. Of course, you need marketing in those. There are uh, in-app ads that nobody likes, but they're necessary. Uh, And we're going to keep tailoring the ads so that they don't even feel like ads. Like sometimes it's kind of lame to say, but sometimes one of my favorite parts of going to Facebook is seeing the ads. I learned a lot about new Kickstarter campaigns and different things that are geared towards me. And I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. So I think ads are going to keep getting smarter and we're no longer going to have a kind of disdain for ads anymore. We're going to be like, oh, cool. That's that new thing that came out. So I'm very excited about the future.
0: Yeah, that's a great way to do it. And and the ads are getting you know, using AI and, and other technologies very specific to, you know, what we are looking for. So over time, people understand, um, and, and this is something where I know some people aren't happy about this, but I, I, I question that because I, I tell them, okay, you have an ability to have ads that are customized to your desires, your needs, your wants, what you're looking for in life, things that would benefit you. Would you rather watch an ad like that, or would you rather see an ad for, we'll say diapers, and you don't have kids, or your kids are all grown up? I don't need to see a diaper ad, but if I see an ad about something that I like, or a, a tool that's similar to what I use, that's you know been rated higher than what I'm currently using, yeah, I want to see that.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: It's been awesome having you on the show. I'm I'm really excited for for the success that you've had and the success you're going to continue to have in the future. Uh, You're doing some amazing work and causing a huge ripple effect on the world. So congratulations for that. Where can people find out more about you and the awesome work you're doing?
1: Uh, They can go to com. (laughs) <laughs> Which is probably uh, phonetically, it's going to be tedious for me to say, but maybe you put the link or something. Um, and then my name, uh, you can find me everywhere. My handle is Marissa Schwartz, but it's Marissa with an O, uh, M-O-R-I-S-S-A, Schwartz.
0: Awesome. And the audience will have all of that information in the show notes. Including the correct spelling on it, so you don't, you know, hopefully, hopefully your sixth grade English teacher doesn't, you know, yell and say, Wait a minute, that's not how you spell it. Yes, it is. So, uh, so awesome, Marissa. Thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate you. And, And again, congratulations with all the awesome stuff you're doing.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you very much for having me.
0: My pleasure. Until next time, everybody, be well. Hey, it's Michael again. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you're like many people, you're dealing with some significant stress and possibly approaching burnout. I know how you feel. In 2009, my burnout led to a year of worst-case scenarios. I do not want that to happen to you. If you go to breakfastleadership.com, you can register for a free webinar on burnout prevention, as well as get us a free checklist to have successful mornings. Start off each day the right way. Again, that's at breakfastleadership.com. Also, since you are a loyal podcast listener, I'm asking you to like, rate, and review my podcast on iTunes. I look at all the reviews and appreciate your comments, and it helps other potential listeners discover the content I have on the show. I appreciate you, and thanks again for listening.